There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. Let's acknowledge the space that we're in. We do have a full week ahead of us, but you know what, you guys? As long as we're acknowledging the space that we're in, like that's kind of all that matters. Yeah, and it's really all you can do in a situation like this when you do have the whole week ahead of you. So it's not the it's not the best space to acknowledge. But if we do acknowledge it, we can rise, we can grind, we can hustle, and we can make today our bitch because I we guess- are we are rising and grinding. We I could, rose and groaned. Yeah, no, we could rise and grind. I did kind of rose and groan today. I did. I woke up earlier than usual, like, so I had time to, like, put on a necklace. Mm-hmm. I was then, noticing your necklace. But then I forgot, like, my ring. Well, so, you know, it's like... Can't, so you're getting divorced? Can't win them all. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> every other day that I forget to put my rings on. No, my rings are in a different place than, like, the rest of my jewelry box. So, Why? Like, um, because I wear them every day and I don't go into my jewelry box that often. Got it. I because have got I a new tray. I don't really wear a lot of jewelry, but today I was like, this outfit could use a little something. Something. It's kind yeah. of bland. That's like a me outfit. Bland. I know. Well, um, I just have been dressing like it's spring and it's fully not. It's not today. And I just am like done looking and feeling stupid and cold. I a hundred. But you like, know, we're in an interesting position where this studio is literally a hot box. It's a blaze. But outside, it's fucking freezing. So I just don't know how to like acknowledge how to, this space. How, Thank you. Yeah. But I'm so glad that you and I like got the same memo today. today. Of, like I'm done trying to make spring happen. It's not going no. to happen. I'm like always walking around in like a little pink thing, like freezing with like pollen up my nose, just like looking so fucking dumb. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Fall vibes. Fuck it. <laughs> Fall vibes. Fuck it. That's the name of today's episode. And no, I literally put my winter boots in storage and then took them out. <laughs> like I just reverse spring cleaned because it's like not spring. No, my um, loafers are like of a wool material. No, you are woolly vibes today. Woolly vibes only. I'm um, also moosey vibes today. I've come to the conclusion that like in the last month I've literally put on like 15 pounds. Somebody said to me. I um, think you look so great. Thank you. I mean, somebody said to me, do you get cheek filler? I'm like, no, no, I literally just gained weight. But she meant it as a compliment and I didn't take offense to it because like I can acknowledge a space that I've been like I have gained weight and it's like how did we get here yeah no my face is just like looking so pizza recently that like that's how I know like big girls in town you know (laughs) everybody has their tells big pizza faces me me. it's just like how many times people are gonna guess that I'm pregnant I'm like nope just bad but that's not about your weight that's just like people like can't get over the fact that me and Ben have been married for four years and like we ain't having a kid like anytime soon but you know what it's hard it's easier for me because I actually am fat like that is a real problem I face <laughs> not you no 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 but like I do um I too by the way I'm just backtracking because I had some things I wanted to share I too rose and grown this morning I was very productive tell Blew us Blew out my hair Dyson Airwrap I'm like I'm just not I'm not there yet but I still use it you know so I feel like I'm getting my money's worth I just I know I'm supposed to use the curling attachment but my hair is far too long for it like it doesn't work and I'm just like really struggling so but I'm working through it did you see that new yes 
Where you put your hair through the hole? Oh, no. They make an extension of the curling wrap that's extra long for extra long oh. hair. But it's like, excuse me, I just spent $600 on this yeah. item. Now I need to spend more money. Send I refuse. it for free. Send it for free. Seriously. Send it for free. Or at least let me customize my additions. I totally agree. But no, did you see the one where you're supposed yes. to put your hair through the hole? I don't think that's true. Yeah. Also, your hair's not that long. So like if it's too long for, for me? that, for, then who is it for? 100%. I also watched a Real Housewives of Atlanta. Me. I also watched a Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion this morning. Okay. Being very productive because oh, I wanted is, to talk about it. That is productive. And I filmed a uh, another TikTok series for you my, guys. Look at that cup, almost empty. Tell us about it. I okay. feel like this is something we can all get behind. Yes. Okay. So this is from the Macro Barista. A lot of people have been tagging me in his recipes. Thank you so much. And he just like makes recipes for everyone like whether you want something healthy whether you want something caffeinated um so this is a nitro cold brew with a pump of hazelnut three pumps of sugar-free vanilla and vanilla sweet cream cold foam it is 95 calories so therefore it is jackie approved and i'm not gonna lie like it does taste very good it it tastes a lot like coffee but it's manageable right and honestly like the second we started filming my stomach started to hurt so like i'm definitely gonna make it's like, running right through you big old duty after this which is really all i wanted i'm feeling very energized like if that's p more possible than usual i'm feeling more energized so i really enjoyed this and i encourage you to go take a look at my series that is being critically acclaimed like honestly i heard tribeca film festival like was reaching out to your people like hey we want to get the series up at the film festival what do you think i'm i'm just taking it slow because it's been like a lot of like overwhelming response but there's just like you know the critics are quaking mm -hmm. uh, nicole richie's like literally commented that like she can't wait and she hopes i never stop doing the series well that's and, like that's and the gwyneth thing. paltrow as well i just wanted to put that out there she commented twice Did she and i'm still waiting for her order yeah because that's gonna be another part of the series like trying celebrity starbucks orders like 100 percent. and when gp gives me the official goop recipe i will try it but 100%. she's just not like super communicative today but like that's the thing about this series where i feel like it's become bigger than you and it's like not about finding the right coffee it's because not. technically you just found it honestly Te no and honestly there was another one last week that i found as well so like I have found, if I ever find myself like needing a coffee, I have a few really good recipes that I, there's two that, have, one of them got an eight out of 10 last week. This one got a six out of 10. Now I'm kind of regretting it because I'm really, it's growing on me like as I sit here. But I have found decent recipes, but the series is not really about the, the destination. It's more so about the journey. Yeah, and now it's like, even when you find the one, like you can't stop. Like everybody's waiting with bated breath. Like what is she going to try next? No, I know. And I also started another series that I keep forgetting to do, but I really need to do it, which is here's what you missed on the morning toast in 60 seconds or less. I think a lot of people really appreciated the brevity at which I wrapped up the morning toast and I think it was great press for the toast. And I'm just really working on my TikTok slash reels game because that's the future of the industry and I can't be left behind. Yeah, no, you can't be, but I, I'm... You're volunteering to I'm stay volunteering behind. volunteering to stay behind. No, I mean, I like watching other people's reels and stuff. Um, it just... It's, it's a, a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of work. And it's a lot of like the people who... But maybe if you had a company that you were passionate about... If you had a coffee order that you were passionate about. No, but the people who like do sickening reels that I enjoy consuming, like that is their full-time job. And by the way, I have so much respect for it because I've, for the last year, I've been on TikTok like as a hobby, but I've really taken it to like to the next level in the last couple of weeks. And it is a full-time commitment. Like it is exhausting 
hosting. It's hosting. Like I go well, to bed and I'm like, hosted. Yeah, and then you get back on TikTok to see whatever right. <laughs> to see what everyone else did that day. Oh, and by the way, like the time limit is still there and I literally press ignore limit for today every single day. Okay. I might as well just take it off. It's it's so bothersome. Yeah, because now you're spending more time on TikTok like pressing ignore. But now it's work. Like I used to just scroll TikTok, TikTok endlessly like for pleasure and I still do that, but I also spend a lot of time on my creative process. Great. Well, we're so glad that you are working on your art. So important. It's so important to have passions. And this really is yours. Yes. And also, um, I just wanted to wish you a happy Mother's Day. I'm sure Zach did not wish you a happy Mother's Day. Much like Ben didn't wish me anything until he came home at 630 with flowers and a gift. It was an adult coloring book, which was very thoughtful. No card, but it's okay. I just felt like he had forgotten. And then when he was out, he was like, oh, I should get something for my deadbeat dog mom. Yeah, no. Did Brew, you get anything? I did not get anything other than Brew's love. Mm. He told me like that. But sometimes that's enough. Yeah, no, that's really all I wanted from Brew. Like he was just being so extra special, just like loving on mom. And I was so happy to receive his love. It's a it's a great day when you're receiving love from Brew now. It's really so true. I think, oh my God, I didn't even realize, first of all, Theo is sitting next to you, which is so unbelievably disrespectful. Well, the day after Mother's Day, nonetheless. No, I know. Well, I think like it's anti-day. It's always anti-day here at the Toast. No, but I feel like because I didn't, haven't seen him in so long because of the weekend, he just like wanted to re-up with auntie and then the rest of the week he'll be with you. you I just say, I feel like I literally took an Adderall. I'm like wired. I'm not really liking this feeling. I've never, in, in the last 10 days, I don't really drink the whole thing but like I am fucking lit that's the cold brew for you I feel like I took it I've like taken Adderall a few times in my life like I feel like I just took one and isn't that what you wanted like you not really dial it back a little am I talking really fast I mean you're just like your energetic self are my eyes like crazy no they feel like crazy <laughs> oh my god like drinks coffee once no literally I'm fine finally finishes Sweating. her coffee I didn't even finish it Oh, God. Take it away from her. Yeah, no, I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm just feeling like it's a lot, you know? Okay, well, great. You got what you wanted out of it. You I'm said you're... Anxious. If things are running through you. Yeah, 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 And you have energy. That's literally... Things are running through me. Panic. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, other than that, it was a fabulous weekend. I finished the book for the Redheads. We're recording today, so make sure to get your questions into the Redheads Book Club at gmail.com. Um, I did a poll because my plan was to do a classic novel for our next book club book, but I've just been on this historical journey, like as everyone knows, and I kind of want to take the Redheads on it with me and, cho- and choose a book that like I would be reading next and like so everyone can see what I've been up to. Yeah. And I can always choose a classic. We all could choose a classic. There's always time. That's so, why they're classics. Right. They never go out of style. So I, that will definitely be... In my back pocket, but I think for this month, I'm going to take you guys on this journey that I've been on. I love that for you. Thank you. For the community. Thanks. I actually think the book that we just read, Twice in a Blue Moon by Christina Lauren, that's the book of the month, you would like. Yes, I'm going to add that to my list. I'm currently, um, I haven't picked up my Kindle in a while, but I'm like in the middle of this like terrible book Margot told me about, but I keep thinking about like, I wonder what the end is. So I feel like- What's the book? I don't know the name. It's about like this girl who's a writer and she picks up this book and it's actually like- you know, someone telling her story from childhood, like from her POV. Interesting. Yeah. Sounds like super spooky, like magical it, it, realism. It was spookiness, but I was into it. Very cool. By the way, I just wanted to let you know the new Sally Hepworth book is out. I know. And she's your fave. She's so a mother-in-law. I just have like so many books to read. I know, but you're watching The Bold Type, which is why you haven't picked up your Kindle. You guys, my weekend was so full, but all I remember was last night, like yesterday, for like seven hours, I watched The Bold Type first of all, it was so good because it was like major changes. I finished season one, cliffhanger, spoiler alert, Jane gets fired. She leaves her job at Scarlet and she gets fired from incest. What's it called? <laughs> Insight. Insight. 
Um, and it was just like so good to seeing incest. It was so good to like see someone getting exactly what they deserve. I told you. She's just running around town thinking she's literally, who's like a famous journalist? Dan Rather. And she's fucking not. Like she's not at all. And she just has the worst judgment. She doesn't listen to her bosses. And she thinks like her. No, she's a literal step up from an intern. Like, yeah. She just became a writer. Six weeks ago. No, like, she thinks she's the editor-in-chief. Yeah, and she just, like, uses her judgment, and, like, it's bad judgment. So it was just, like, nice to see someone getting exactly what they needed, like, a big serving of humble pie. And it's also great to see, like, while she's flailing, you know, Sutton is thriving. Like, she's killing it as a fashion assistant. She's becoming friends with all these influencers. And then she, like, had to put $500 worth of drugs on her corporate card. That was crazy. And I actually was really enjoying the show for a multitude of reasons. But I feel like they – I did work – um, at Hearst for two weeks as an intern before I was asked to leave. And I do have to say, they do really nail, like, the whole magazine culture and also, like, the PR, like, what? You would know from... For my two weeks? Yeah. That was more than enough. I worked at Esquire magazine in, like, the men's closet. It was torture. I will never forget. I had, like, the two weeks there were filled with so many stories. There was, like, this head intern who thought, like, he was the shit. And, like, he kind of was because he had this inspiring story of how he had gotten the internship because he's been obsessed. It was literally, like, he was Jane. He's been reading Esquire since he was 12, back at home. And he had applied the the traditional way and hadn't gotten any traction. And he, like, hand-delivered his resume in this, like, you know, hand-bedazzled envelope. And, you know, everyone was so impressed he got the internship. He just tells the story, like, to everyone. And he was a know-it-all, but he did know-it-all. Like, so we did report to the head intern because he was, like in charge but he was just one of those people who was like correcting you and he was always right except one time we were like talking about celebrities and I was like Cara Delevingne and he's like it's Cara Devlagine and I'm like actually <laughs> it's not like that's what I remember and I was like he was such a know-it-all and then that's why I left but I did really get a good grasp of the corporate magazine culture and like the building Hearst was an iconic place to be for two weeks and I think they really nail it. And they also, like, kind of nail, like, the whole nightlife. Except, like, the fact that they live in Greenpoint and they just, like, miraculously get to Midtown in five minutes every episode, that's the biggest plot hole. Yeah, that's always what doesn't make sense in these shows. But for the for the sake of it, like, I don't want to watch their commute. So it's fine. 100%. 100%. Um, I'm so glad that you're enjoying it. I'm loving it. I'm, I'm just, I'm so glad. I'm happy for you that you have that. You know what I watch on Friday night? Finally, the Downton, Downton. movie. Finally. How was it? It was it was cute that like it was that's it was, not good. It was cute that like the gang was there, like the Back house together. was there. The king and queen came to stay at Downton, um, but it was like a little stupid. Mm-hmm. But it was I don't think it was meant to be like groundbreaking stuff. No, it's just like nice to get the gang back together. Yeah, it was nice to get the gang back together. But like there was like this whole like storyline of like so I guess when the king and queen like come to stay at a house, they bring all their own servants, cooks, butlers, etc., and then the house runs like their house at home. I do the same thing when I visit <laughs> other people's homes. But when, um, when they came to Downton, like, the show was about the Downton staff. So the Downton staff were, like, so upset that they, they were usurped by the they royal household. They were put household. out, yeah. So and they, like, all, like, banded together to, like, you know, lock them in their rooms or, like, send them to London. It that was just, sounds like, so stupid. Oh, my <laughs> God. That sounds like the plot of an actual Disney Channel original no, movie. It was so stupid. They, like, all met in the wine cellar. They like, locked the chefs in their no, room. Yeah, That's they, so stupid. No, no. <laughs> So that they finally, like, so that they could serve the king and queen. But that's not protocol. No, it's not protocol. But it was just, like, a little Silliness. Stupid. But it was really good. It was good. Um, well, I'm happy for you. I was um, 
just like gallivanting around the tri-state area this weekend. And I ended up having a lovely time. I had a bachelorette party on Friday night in the Hamptons for my friend Nikki Mazeltov. And it was very nice, you know, very relaxing. How were you feeling after Friday's show? Oh my God. Okay. So the IV like did really bring me back to life. And I really want to thank Marisol from IV Drips for being like a real homie. Like she didn't have to, you know, put herself out there and she did. And I really appreciated it. And IV Drips was great. I felt, I still felt like shit. But I was able to survive a three-hour car ride to the Hamptons with Brian. Yeah. Not only did I survive it, like, I had the best time. It was literally, like, the best car ride ever. We got McDonald's. We watched The Big Shot. Bethany's, they were Are there new episodes? Two more. And me and Brian were just, like, living for it. And we put it on on his phone. And we basically, like, listened to it as a podcast. I was watching. Brian was driving. But it was so good. We were just, like, we were dying. It's literally the dumbest show. But it's so good. Um... And then I went to the bachelorette party. And then Saturday, I headed back to Long Island. I had a birthday party. So I was just like kind of being like a Long Island socialite this weekend, which is kind of why I'm tired. You were being a princess of Long Island? Yes. Yes, I was. (laughs) Okay, well, part of the weekend was watching SNL. So we need to get into... I have so much to say. Without further ado to do to do, we need to get into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. (laughs) And it should come as a surprise to absolutely no one that today's episode is brought to you by The Bruch. The best electric toothbrush on the market works so well, looks stunning, and is very affordable compared to most electric toothbrushes, which can uh, cost over $200, which is insane. Um, if you just want to like have a, like a fresh start, like make a big change in your life, start with your toothbrush. The Bruch has six unique modes to customize your brushing experience. The battery life lasts four weeks. It comes with a magnetic charging stand and a compact travel case. They also offer a subscription program, so you never forget to change your brush head again. Bruch will ship you new replacement heads every six months, so you're never stuck using a worn-down brush head. They also come in a very sleek design, so Jackie and I have spoken about how it's like kind of the most stunning part of our countertops. I think a lot of electric toothbrushes literally look like space stations. Like there's like huge mounts. You just want a decluttered lifestyle, you know, the Kim Ye way. And the Bruch makes that possible. Their electric toothbrush has a modern, aesthetically pleasing design that comes in trend-driven seasonal colors, and it looks great on your bathroom counter. Get 15% off your Bruch toothbrush kit and the refill plan when you use promo code TOAST at Bruch.com. Join the millions of toasters who have literally changed their life and their countertops with the Bruch. Bruch is spelled B-R-U-U-S-H.com. Bruch.com, code TOAST for 15% off. Okay, I'm already laughing because we need to talk about SNL. Elon Musk hosted Saturday Night Live on Saturday Night. It was live, he confirmed. And it was so fucking good. Okay, I have so many thoughts because I didn't watch because I was at a birthday party. But Sunday morning was like exactly what I wanted to do first thing in the morning before I even brushed my teeth. No, Saturday night, I literally took a nap at 7 o'clock so that I could make it to SNL. I thought it went on at like 11.15. So I turned on my TV at 11 and I literally watched 30 minutes of news just waiting for Elon. I learned so many things, by the way. No, it's local news or? Yeah, it was local news. Like, first of all, like I learned that this week and last week, like the temperatures are lower than what they usually Mm. are. So that's also why I put on a sweater today. I was like, the weatherman said. The local news can make the happiest person like want to jump off a bridge. Oh. It is so depressing. I I actually cannot watch it. No, I know, but. There's so much crime. So much crime. So much tragedy. Gun violence up in the city 166% (gasps) from last year. Terrible. Terrible. I can't watch the local news. But I went on my phone. I was like wanting to see what people were saying before I turned it on. And literally like people and it was like news articles i don't know if it was really like the regular people's folk. voices it wasn't the people's voices it was like the media like saying 
bombs, Doge's tanking, you know, um, Elon Musk is so awkward, painful to watch. And I'm like, oh no. And I was expecting like a full on train wreck. And I was so confused after watching it because I was like, this was so good. Like it was, the sketches were top tier. Elon was great. Elon was great. Let's take it from the top okay. because his monologue first just, I literally was watching the monologue like this. Like I Same. was laughing, smiling so hard. We really don't, don't know, him. know him. I didn't know what his personality was like at all. And I just felt like he was so himself. Like he yes. a little awkward. Yeah. Well, he said he has Asperger's. So he has, yes. he's a little socially um, awkward. So he was just like, totally himself, Leaned made jokes into about like all the things that people say about him, made jokes about the son's name, still didn't tell us how it's pronounced. No, cat running across a keyboard. Cat running across a keyboard. Like his mama was so quotable. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like, I think why a lot of people were like, this is awkward is because he is an awkward guy and he, he just is like, but I don't know. I think the fact that he was like so confident in his awkwardness, like made it so funny and like endearing. Even the, the sketch with his mom where May like literally botched her line so hard. May. It was just so sweet. May, like the month, but with an E. Thank the, you, Elon, for spelling my name. No, it was written so well. I don't know who wrote his monologue, but it was excellent. May. And he looked, I have to say, like, I was just not expecting to like find Elon Musk so hot. You Like my Danhood is through the roof. I'm like Doge going to the moon, except no, not a hundred percent. Of course, am I disappointed? The Doge is down. Yes, but you have to understand. I got in at four cents. It's still at fifty cents. I'm still in the red. I mean, in the green. And this is just the beginning. Elon announced yesterday that he is literally sending a rocket to the moon that is paid for entirely by Doge. It's the first crypto in space, and he's calling it Doge. And he's literally sending Doge to the moon. Literally. He's sending Doge to the moon. And yes, I had, I wanted to talk about that. But also, right before, right as he was like, as SNL was starting, Doge hit 0.71. That's what I sent to you. And I think because it got so high, people started selling. Inevitably. Because they were like, this is the high it's going to be all night. And then it totally tanked. I'm okay. Like, I think it's, it didn't totally tank. Sorry. It started at two cents. No, but if you look at the charts, boom. Yeah. No, I think it'll, it, it's a long-term thing. You can't just like get in to get out. And that's I'm really I, here for the long haul. Tell you. Um, I just, I have more more thoughts of course because there was so much controversy like so stupid around it where like Bo and Yang and AD Bryant were speaking out Bo and Yang did participate in many sketches mm -hmm. with Elon Musk and I think like but what Bo and Yang had posted was like when Elon announced that he was going to be on SNL he tweeted out let's see how live Saturday Night Live really is and and Bo and Yang was like what the fuck is this now that I know Elon and he's obviously just like this like quirky guy I could see him thinking that like that's a hilarious joke and he's like literally going to be a comedian like I could <laughs> see the whole thing so I I was happy to see because I love Bo and Yang I think he's literally the future him and Chloe are like literally the future of SNL so I was really happy to see him participate AD Bryant was very noticeably absent from every sketch except for the Mother's Day one in the beginning, which was far too long. And Miley Cyrus, like, did not sound good. I was so worried in the beginning that Elon wasn't going to do a monologue because Miley opened the show. Like, Miley just inserting herself in. She should just join the cast. No, literally. Like, it's so weird that she's on every four weeks. Yeah, no. And a lot. if you're a Miley stan, like, you are not going to like what I have to say. <laughs> but I've really, I've tried to be open-minded when it comes to Miley Cyrus's music career. I've been very hard on her. But I did think that most recently, she did kind of find her niche, like, with the Plastic Hearts and that, um... Dua Lipa collab. Like, she had had banger after banger. And the Midnight Run. Amazing song. Midnight I really Sky. felt like she found her Joan Jett vibe. And I was so disappointed because, first of all, she didn't have any music to promote, so I didn't really understand why she was on SNL. Then she literally stole that guy's song and, like, yeah, he was there, but I just can't 
stress how weird it is to go on Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live and sing another person's song. Oh, like a contemporary song. Like and she is featured on like the version. The new, they, 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 they so, did it too. So here's, here, this is the exact comparison. Lizzo wrote a song, feeling good as hell. Killed it. Broke every chart. This guy, I don't even know his name, wrote a song that went viral on TikTok. It's like became a huge song. Yeah, it can't turn a wife into a hoe. Love that it's song. It's called Without You. I looked him up last night, so I should it's have. It's called it. Kid Leroy or something. Kid Leroy. Kid Leroy. So Ariana Grande and The Kid Leroy. Ariana Grande and Lizzo, after Good as Hell, like was out for a few years, re-released it like together and Ariana had like a small verse on it. That would be like Ariana Grande going on Saturday Night Live and singing Good as Hell and bringing Lizzo. Like that would have been weird. Yeah. So I just think it's so bizarre that Miley literally did a cover. And then her second song was a song that is like so old. Someone There's, else's song. That's a cover. Oh no, but the first, sorry, the Mother's Day song was. Oh, I wasn't talking. The Mother's Day song was a sketch, a sketch, and she sounded really bad. I'm sorry. Um, the first song was not hers. That kid should have gotten on SNL on his own by his own merit. Like that song blew up. That's what SNL is for. Yes. Whatever. She sang a cover, and then the second song is like six months old. Like that's not what SNL what is for. What was the other Plastic song? Plastic Hearts. Oh, okay. I didn't watch her second and performance. And she did not sound good. The mullet. I have to say, the thing about Miley is like what I've always said is even though I don't agree with a lot of her artistic choices, she always comes out and sounds amazing. That's like her biggest flex. Flex is that she's multi-genre. She kills it vocally. She did not sound good. She sounded like she had laryngitis. Yeah, so I, I feel like every time Miley comes out, it's like, oh, wow, this girl can really sing. I feel like It's people, a reminder. It's a reminder for, obviously, her fans know that, but it's a reminder for, like, everyone yeah. old and young. Like, wow, Miley Cyrus, she's not just Hannah Montana. Like, she's truly talented. She respects, like, older music. Yeah. And, and you always just, like, have a new respect for her after watching her perform live. I agree. She sounded different. Apparently, she had vocal surgery, and mm. now her voice is a little changed. Oh. That's what I read in Toast After Dark. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, so and then she not... was like in the sketch of, and that's a fun thing to have like performers in sketches. But like when Miley performs every month, she like just joined the cast. No, I completely. And like, agree. why wasn't Grimes the performer? I was so glad to see Grimes as Princess Peach. Me too. And then to see her when they were rapping, rapping. Yeah. Um. So that was like a fun, sweet treat. But back to the main event. Yeah. Elon. Let's go sketch by sketch. The best sketch was Gen Z Hospital. She's literally dead. She's literally dead. It was sus for a while. and now No she's cap. <laughs> no cap. Elon was great. I feel like Elon really understands like internet culture. And I, I just know Bo and Yang wrote that sketch. Like I just know it. So it felt like a meeting of the minds. And that's why I was like so upset when Bo and Yang was one of the people who had spoken out. Because I actually think him, him, him and Elon could be like a great creative force. Yes, I totally agree. And that sketch was the culmination of so many things. And it was hysterical. It was hysterical. But just like every time like Elon joined the sketch, I was like, it's amazing. <laughs> no, every time Elon was on, I was just like quaking. Like I literally, I just couldn't believe it. When he showed up in um, Chloe Feynman's The Uli Show, which was literal, she was incredible. Like she does such good impressions, but she's so committed to Uli. Is that, has she done Uli before? I don't know. Is, like, is, she, it should be a recurring show. It should be because she was so good. And Frances McDormand, <laughs> like it was hysterical. But when they cut to the producer being Elon, I dead ass did not know that was him. I thought it was someone else. Really? He looked so different. Yeah. He was just like, I feel like he's just such like a perfectionist. Like he committed to every role. And you have to remember the people who usually go on SNL are actors. So like they're acting in a skit or a sketch. And But Elon's not. So I thought he did so good considering he's not an actor. He's just a genius. No. And the premise of the whole Wario, Mario, Luigi 
courtroom was so funny but i did not like this this is like snl's thing they have really good concepts for skits and they like never know how to end them they can't land the plane so like when it became into like a cuomo thing i was like this is not funny you're like you want to talk about governor cuomo and that's what you're gonna say yeah no and it's like we're tying in a courtroom no the courtroom was actually like a funny idea for a sketch yeah and grimes's appearance was just i didn't know at first that that was her i thought it was um chloe Feynman, but then when they were saying their goodbyes, I saw her on the stage and I was like, Princess Peach. I didn't, uh, before I watched it, I saw on Twitter people were like sharing the picture like Grimes on. So I knew that it was her, but I probably wouldn't have noticed her if I didn't know that. Yeah, totally. So I just loved absolutely every minute of it. And I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion because so many people were like dragging him on Twitter, but I thought he did amazing. I wanted to know, like, I'm so proud of him. It's clearly an unpopular opinion. Like if you read the news, I literally just like Googled his name for a story. And like the first article that came up was like, cringy SNL like it wasn't I just want to say I thought it was so good um like literally the best episode I've seen in so long and I'm sure like they had a lot of viewers I'm sure they did too and they just like really leaned into so many different sides of Elon like when he came on um Weekend Update like pretty much as himself right no but he was Leron again oh he was I think he was like an accountant named Leron but then my audio on my tv stopped syncing with the mouse so I had to turn it off whatever he was just like being so funny he was like like so nerdy talking about all the things he loved like explaining explaining what cryptocurrencies are it was just like so fun to see him like just like being himself no and And then the last sketch the wild hysterical yeah where he was just like reinventing the wheel the Leron of he was the Elon Musk of the of the wild west yeah no and also when he played himself in the Mars sketch where Chad goes to Mars hysterical sketch hysterical and you know in the ones that were like pre-recorded not the live ones he actually did amazing like I rewatched the Chad sketch this morning and I was like he could be a real actor because it's not live and obviously like you have memorizer lines and stuff I thought he did so good and that other pre-recorded sketch where the um, quarantine party the quarantine party the post-quarantine party where he was talking to Heidi Gardner like it was just hysterical yeah and I just I I feel like it was really kind of blown out of proportion like by the media like everyone at SNL is walking like they don't want to be with Elon because it feels like everyone for literally everyone except for AD Bryant participated and they all went out to dinner a few nights before and I just feel like they actually like got along yeah no I think that everyone like went into it with like maybe these ideas about him but I think it seems like he won them all over and it was a pleasure and a joy to watch it felt like one of those moments when I turned it on I was like I feel like so many people are like historical tuning in for this Mm -hmm. you know just like like the Meghan and Harry interview like just like a cultural moment it's not every day you see like one of the smartest people of all time like hosting a comedy show no and he was in new york all week driving his new tesla Sickening. car everyone kept like on twitter taking pictures and sharing them like because he was spotted around the city it's like literally i don't even know how to describe it it's a spaceship no and i got an uber on friday night that was a tesla by the way that happened to me recently too i bet it was the same car and it was so incredible i know we need to get a tesla we need to get a tesla where do we get one it's like a self-driving horse which is just a horse that was funny it was a, honestly 10 out of 10 like I just loved it it was so good and I can't tell if people are like gonna make fun of us for loving it but I don't care I loved it and I feel like there's so much bad like publicity around it and someone sent this to Elon like it was great Elon you did amazing Grimes sweetie. you did great your mom was great you were hysterical I fell in love with you let's get married go Elon go, go Elon it's your birthday go Elon it was great seriously it was fucking great that's our review our review 10 out of fucking 10 that's nobody else's review and i'm just not in the mood for the slander it's like popular to hate on elon musk like sorry he's changing the world like and you're upset about it because he's rich leave him alone leave leave elon alone (laughs) seriously stop it 
Um, speaking of SNL, next week Olivia Rodrigo <gasps> I know. is performing. And um, Key and Peele, uh, Keegan Michael Key. Yes. I'm definitely watching that, even though we're, oh, we're going to be in Nashville. Okay, I'll watch it in the morning on the plane. Oh, yeah. Programming update. We are taking a trip this weekend, but we will be in studio Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday is audio only. Friday, we're, we're going to be hungover. We're, some, we're starting summer Fridays a little yeah, early. Yeah, a little early, even though it's like we just talked about for 20 minutes how it's not spring. <laughs> and how we already have a full weekend. <laughs> Um, all no. in all the takeaway of this episode leave Elon alone SNL was a 10 out of 10 and if you find yourself not believing that reevaluate check yourself mm, totally agree um, and Doge is literally going to the moon oh let's check where it's at actually so it had gotten to 0.71 and now it was like down to like 4 or 5 I thought over because the there was so much Doge like fanfare on the show that it was going to go up but it's I guess 0.5. I clearly thought wrong what's it at 0.5 Okay, just play play the game. Don't keep checking. No, I'm fine. I think I'm also this news of fine. Doge literally going to the moon should make it go up. Did you see that Ethereum's at 4,000? I don't fuck with Ethereum. No, but like if you're in the crypto game, that's just good to know that your cousin Ethereum got to 4,000. Yeah, that's true. No, all sinking ships rise tides. What's Rising the- tides raise all ships. Exactly. Are you ready for our- But sinking ships do tide rise. <laughs> that is true. Not always, but generally speaking. But don't forget that. <laughs> Are you ready for our next story? Someone call Brielle Bierman because Juliana Rancic is leaving E's red carpet. <laughs> we are literally soothsayers. Soothsayers. We spoke about this on Friday, how you were literally going to have to take Juliana Rancic's job from her cold, dead fingertips. And she wanted to prove me wrong because literally five minutes later, she announced on Instagram. She's leaving E's red carpet coverage after 20 years. The Live from the Red Carpet staple announced over the weekend that she's thrilled to start a new adventure, developing stories with E's parent company, NBC Universal. She said after 20 years hosting E's Red Carpet, I have decided to step out of my red carpet heels into a new pair of shoes. One of my passions is great storytelling, and I am thrilled to announce a new development deal with E's parent company, NBC Universal, where I'll be producing and bringing stories to life. This announcement is very like Duke and Duchess of Sussex um, bringing stories to life. Yeah, and like, so I guess she left E! News like 10 years ago, and everyone thought that was like the end of her on E! But then she was still doing red carpet, and then E! News got canceled, so it didn't even matter. So it felt like she never left. But this is like the official last job she has at E! Correct? Yes, I believe so. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if once again we're wrong, and right. she shows She's on Daily up. Pop, yeah. Right. But no, I do feel as though we generally see her on the red carpet, and this is no more red carpet. I'm like really okay with that. Like, I can't stress enough how I really feel like I... appreciate her work but it is her time it's Ryan Seacrest's time and like let's just give the mic to Tanya Rad like it's literally Tanya Rad every girl wanted to be the next Juliana Rancic and Tanya Rad actually is the next Juliana Rancic I totally agree also since Juliana's like doing a new series in development with NBC like that sounds like a step up from being like the host of the red carpet so everybody's just moving Moving on up moving along Jason Kennedy and Tanya Rad are like the future of E and it's about time they start acting like it I don't know but his show like didn't it was the dumbest idea it didn't what was it it called the the big room room? in the room in the room yeah no one cares yeah no but E E's doing okay like Justin Sylvester Morgan oh in terms of like the talk the daytime oh yes in terms of like what they do best which is like pop culture recap news 
commentary, yes. red carpets, the et Morgan Stewart, the Jordan, uh, the Justin Sylvester, the Lady Sitter, the Hunter, Nina. Even though Carissa announced last week that she's leaving, which is a real shock because she it was is the backbone of Daily, uh, Daily Pop. Pop. She's like the the host, and then like Morgan, the and captain Justin, of the ship. Yeah, they get to like you know do squeegee on the boat sides. Like, I wonder why. I know. I found that to be really surprising. I mean, she just had a, a baby. Maybe she just wants to focus on her family. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she got a different job mm-hmm. somewhere else. But I found that to be really surprising too. So it does seem like there's change-ups happening over at E. There's always things moving at E because everything gets canceled after a month. I know. That must be like a tough place to work when it's like every other Volatile week things are changing so much. Yeah. But that's the latest. And greatest. And that's what you missed on E. Very good. Thanks, I like that. Yeah. Um, Before you move on, can I just let everyone know about IP Vanish, today's sponsor? Please do. IP Vanish is a virtual private network, a VPN for short. A VPN is a super important tool that helps you safely browse the internet. You can use a VPN on your computer, tablet, phone, even things like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use a VPN, all of your data becomes encrypted. What you're reading, what you're searching, what you're watching, whatever it is that you're doing. That's important because what you're doing on the internet is absolutely nobody else's business but yours. IP Vanish helps you remain anonymous and secure on the internet. So this is the official sponsor of Former Toasters. For listeners of this show, IP Vanish is offering an incredible 65% off, just $3.49 for the first month or $31.49 for the entire year. And here's everything you get with IP Vanish. Anonymous IP addresses, which means your personal IP address cannot be tracked by anyone. You can circumvent any online censorship. IP Vanish has more than 1,500 servers in 70 plus locations. And you can get protection when using public Wi-Fi. Remember with IP Vanish, all your data is encrypted so no one can snoop on what you're doing. And 24 seven support. You can email them, chat with them, even call them. They're there to help you. So if you want to claim your 65% savings, go to IPVanish.com slash toast. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash toast. Getting plans at just $3.49 a month or $31.49 a year. This is the time to sign up with our discount and their current promotional offerings. You can get a VPN for 65% off their usual offering. That's IPVanish.com slash toast to get the deal and start protecting yourself online. Love it. Okay, ready for our next story? Yes. Little Mix is about to become Little Mix. Yes. Perry Edwards is pregnant, announcing her pregnancy a week after her bandmate, Leanne. So we've got two out of three Little Mix members pregnant. Such a beautiful time for Little Mix. So many changes in the Little Mix family. Jesse Nelson has departed, and it's seeming to be pretty permanent based on, like, interviews she's doing. She did, like, a kind of a big, like, interview Basically saying, like, her breaking point was on this music video set where she just, like, literally did not feel like herself and she felt so insecure. And she didn't really say anything bad about the girls. I feel like they're on decent terms, but I just think, like, she left literally... The environment. For her mental health, yeah. I understand. And, and now two of them are pregnant. There's just, like, so many changes, but I feel good about it. I don't think that Little Mix is breaking up. Like, no, I feel strong. Because if you follow Little Mix, like, they're still putting out fire content, songs, videos. They just put out an album, like, with the three girls. Like, they're not stopping. And Jesse's departure, like, has not slowed them down whatsoever. And now, like, the fact that two of them are pregnant at the same time so like I, it feels as though they'll all maybe want the same things and like it will go faster here and slower here yeah. like it's it seems really nice it actually and probably both, is really nice to be in a girl group and be pregnant at the same time as another girl so you don't feel like you're, you, you're like, being like left behind or something a hundred percent and also perry and leanne are both with soccer stars Love that. so it's just like so cute it's kind of like an ideal situation like i'm, I'm happy jesse i miss her but i'm glad she's taking care of herself and i think that like it's kind of like better. 
No, like I think everybody is where they want to be and, and doing what they want to be doing. And that's all you can ask out of your favorite girl group. A hundred percent. And I just feel good about it. Like no, I don't want to jinx it. I saw my literal, my Instagram this morning, like when I opened it, it was my first picture was Perry's belly. Yeah, me too. And I was just so excited, especially knowing that Leanne announced last week. I'm sure they like coordinated their announcements. They would each have their time, but like they'll be in this together. Yeah. And I'm just like happy for Perry, you know, because she's been on a journey with the Zane of it all. Shout out to my ex. You're really quite the man. You made my heart break and it made me who I am. Um, I just feel like it's been a long journey, a very difficult journey. I actually saw her in concert and she started breaking down crying like right after she broke up with Zane. Well, Zane broke up with her. And, you know, it's hard. Zane like bounced to Gigi, who's like the most perfect girl in the world. And like they had a baby together and like everyone like dies for them. So it's a tough spot to be the other girl, you know, in another country. But she bounced back even better. She's giving me Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner vibes. Like 100%. They should all hang out. 100%. Especially because Sophie is British. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like it's very complicated. Like, I feel like Joe and Sophie don't want any. Like, they'll they'll hang with Taylor Swift. Like, they'll right, laugh they don't about want any drama. They'll laugh about this and that, but like, they don't want to touch the Gigi and Zayn web. Yeah, well, it's diff- it's tangled for them too. Yeah, no, I just feel like like that's the ex that's like the real one, you know? Yeah, e- like everyone's connected. That's the thing. Like, I could literally connect two random people like via like hookups, you know? Because like this generation, like well they're not young Hollywood anymore they're like all having babies now but like they've literally all hooked up with each other yeah it's just like so ancestral I know but like that's what they should be doing yeah no it's fabulous but like you know what picture lives in my mind rent free sure the picture in London of Calvin Harris Taylor Swift Carly Kloss I think she's being like a fifth wheel because I don't think Josh Kushner is that his name yeah he's there and then Gigi and Joe Jonas like the five of them like that's just like a was that when they were on the boat yeah um, just like, like a, they were on the a little canal, like, yeah, yeah, like a Milan vibe, like Venice, maybe London actually. Whatever the five of them on a boat, like it, that is just a picture that like I can't believe exists. First of all, because Taylor in a boat with her ex Joe Jonas, and now after like reliving Fearless, it's like so real in my mind. And the fact that Gigi and Joe Jonas were at a like ever together, like it's just like it's crazy. And then like the Carly Claus, like it's just like so much. It's crazy. And the Calvin Harris, like it's just a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Well, I hope that your brain, like, has space for the next story. If Thanks that's, a lot. If that's what's living there. No, it's living there, like, so rent-free. It's crazy. They need to start paying you. I saw a hysterical meme. I know. What from lives Adam, in, the creator. Yeah. This, this lives in my mind rent-free, and it's a picture of a brain. <laughs> I, I literally, when you said this lives in my mind rent-free, that's what I was thinking I about. was cracking up. Such good, smart content. Totally. Are you ready for our next story? A little horse drama. Oh, no. Yeah. Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit fails the post-race drug test. Trainer Bob Baffert calls it a gut punch because we reported last week Medina Spirit won the Kentucky Shut Derby. the fuck up. And that the trainer now had won the most derbies yet, but Medina Spirit, the horse that won the 2021 Kentucky Derby last weekend at Churchill Downs, <laughs> has failed a post-race drug test. The horse did. The horse did. I didn't even know you could drug a horse. It, it, he had um, a high level of an anti-inflammatory drug, and that's what he Advil? tested positive for. No, um, betamethasone. Okay, anti-inflammatory is like Advil. So like... But it's also a steroid, this drug. It is? Like, but it, I'm sure... I, that's where the confusion lies. This is what the trainer said. He said, yesterday I got the biggest gut punch in racing for something that I didn't do. He said, he said that the drug test was an injustice to the horse. 
On Sunday, Churchill Downs suspended the trainer from entering horses on the track. So his like, career is over. A second positive test called a split sample is required before a horse can be disqualified, as the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission regulations state. So they have another test that they need to go through. If the findings remain true, Medina Spirit will be disqualified, and Mandaloon, the runner-up, will be declared the winner. Churchill Downs said in a statement. Good day to be Mandaloon. The trainer said this shouldn't have happened. There's a problem somewhere. It didn't come from us. I don't know. I'm not really believing. Like, do the tests lie? Like, I don't know. Tests don't lie. I'm glad that they have protocol in place. Like, there's going to be another test. I didn't know that, first of all, you could, like, drug horses and that, like, they were all required to take a test. Well, you could, I guess, like, juice them up. Yeah, I guess. But, like, a horse is so big. Like, how many roids they have to take? Think about it. A lot. That's so, so sad. The victory is in jeopardy, and everyone is at the edge of their seats. Mm, I'm quaking, honestly. Imagine like you won the Kentucky, like you, your family. You, no, you put bet on a horse, <gasps> and you won it. And oh then, my like, god, you, you went partying. Is, okay, but what does it do with the bets? I don't know. They keep their money. They, I think that makes sense. That would be so, what are you going to collect from people? They've yeah, already taken back. their money. They've it's, already taken their money and spent it. Well, it depends. Maybe they're saving. But still, maybe they're uh, not. That, that's good. That adds a layer of confusion that just stresses me out. But then if you had bet on mercurial, whatever, mandaloon, um, then you would feel entitled. Yeah. That's tough. Maybe they have to pay out everyone. Drama. Drama. Horse drama. That's why we need self-driving horses, which are just horses. I need a Tesla. <laughs> like, that's the moral of the story. Claudia, I need a Tesla. But you know you can't lease them. You have to pay for the whole thing. No, I think it's a good investment. I think. Are there charging stations in the city? Um, I feel like most parking garages probably have that. Yeah, I think you just need an outlet. No, I don't think so. I think you just need an outlet. No, you need like a whole station. No, you just need a little wireless charger. I just like love the idea. You need a Mophie. LOL. He should make that. I'm sure he's working on it. He's working on everything. He's working so hard. I did you see a few weeks ago when Kylie went in that tunnel? Yes. The boring. Oh, me and Ben spoke about it on the toast. Okay. When you weren't here. Sickening. Claustrophobic. I would literally rather I die. I know, but like knowing you're in Elon's tunnel, like I would just trust the tunnel. No, no. I, I would be so scared. There's literally no, hundreds of miles behind you. I know. And hundreds know. Stop, of miles in front stop. of you. Okay. What if I'm... your car breaks down? Elon would never do that to you. But I, yeah, I totally agree. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> Is there a convenience store inside? No, there's nothing. What if you need gas? What if you get hungry? What if your car breaks no, down? Wait, can what I if you, someone in the I car has a heart attack? Can I tell you something crazier that I just thought of? Like, no. you're in the tunnel. The car is built to, like, fit in the tunnel on the tracks. Like, so say you get stuck. Can you even open the door or do you hit the wall? Stop. I think there's probably room to, right? I don't know. You got to open the trunk. The trunk. Sunroof. No, but is it like? No, it's so not right. I'm not okay Kylie's with it. Kylie's so brave. And Chris. Yeah. I had a dream. Oh, this is so pathetic. I had a dream <laughs> Chris Jenner came to one of my comedy shows. And I was like so excited. Stop. Jake posted it on Instagram. Like it was the funniest thing you I know ever what? saw. Like, like that would never happen. These days dreams are called manifests. So <gasps> yes. instead of saying like, oh, I hope this happens, say I'm manifesting it. And then, and then it'll happen apparently. Yeah. And I was like trying to figure out how she got invited. Manifest it. Oh my God. Okay. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? That's not so much news. It's just like something I think people should know. Yes. I think they should know too. Because I read this story and I was like, oh, I didn't know this. And I was actually like wondering if this was the, I've been the thinking case. I about it. It's a little tax news you need to know since like no one will tell you how to do your taxes. Right. No. Like you just have to guess exactly how to do it. But the money that you donated to GoFundMe probably isn't tax deductible. There's been no shortage of need during the pandemic. And to help meet it, friends, neighbors, and customers have set up hundreds of thousands of crowdfunding campaigns. GoFundMe estimates that America 
that an American has started a COVID-related fundraiser on its site every two minutes since March 2020. Wow. But donors shouldn't assume that their contributions are tax-deductible, and fundraising organizers should not assume the money they have raised won't be taxable. Giving money to an online fundraiser to help those in need or to fund a creator's project on platforms like Kickstarter is not going to be tax-deductible unless the money raised is going to an IRS-designated charitable organization known as a 501c3. Right. So unless the GoFundMe organizer was a 501c3 which if you're donating to individuals it's most likely not no if you're donating to gofundme that's the point of gofundme it's for regular people not people who have tax deductible 501c3 companies yeah so if you were planning on counting that as tax deductible probably don't GoFundMe um, needs to fix that. GoFundMe needs to fix that. People would be more inclined to donate more. People love tax deductions. It's a great incentive to do charity. This is a disgrace. It truly yeah, is. No, the government and GoFundMe need to sync up and yeah. figure this out. The platform, like over the last couple of years, has blown up, and this is this is a problem. And the idea that all of the the contributions in total are then taxed, right? Like a family is right. People are collecting for their medical it's bills. A, it's a gift. They raise they raise fifty thousand dollars and then they literally are left with twenty five because of taxes. Then what's the point? Then you need to raise a hundred to get what you actually need. No, that this is wrong, and I'm I'm glad that we're calling it out. Me too. I think more people should be talking about this. Like, because on the one hand, I just want you guys to know, like, don't it, like that. Don't I write off pe- your tax people, as a tax deduction. More people donated to GoFundMe's this year than ever before. I know that I did. Yeah. And I was curious, and I even googled like is. GoFundMe tax deductible and I learned something to this effect but I was still a little unsure and then I saw this article today I'm like I think more people should know that and also let's talk about this yeah oh my god my middle finger nerve let's talk about this my middle finger nerve issue is not getting better did you, have did you get a sleeve or splint? I didn't splint? but you know what I might try it your way soon because the just get the splint and literally walk around the house with it Ow. a splint will change it overnight now I hear hurt- people have the solution in front of them and they don't fucking take it physical therapist now it's hurting in the knuckle Tell me what to do. Take the splint. It'll change your life. Fine. Fine. And if I'm wrong, I will wear a splint on all 10 of my fingers for an entire show, okay? I think the punishment should be of my choosing. Fine, okay. But I like my idea. Okay, fine. Okay. Um, Should we dive into Real Housewives of Atlanta? Yes, and speaking of Real Housewives of Atlanta, someone's hand looked like they were wearing a splint on every single finger. Whose was that? Oh, I don't know. The outfits... You guys. We have to get into it. Let's but get into it. Before we get into it, we're going to annihilate some outfits. Brought to you by Blueprint Test Prep. Thank you, Blueprint. This needs to be said. You're never quite sure if the way you're studying is going to drive results. People have used index cards for years. You just read them over and over and over. But it's hard to commit to studying and get into a routine because of all the distractions. I was never a good studier. I was never a good test taker. But that's because I didn't have Blueprint Test Prep for law and medical school. You've got to try Blueprint. Their test prep delivers life-changing score increases. On average, their students receive 11-point increases for the LSAT, for your future lawyers, and 13-point increases for the MCAT, for the future doctors. That is a big deal. Here's a shocking thing that they've learned at Blueprint over the years. When you're bored, you don't retain information very well. Blueprint was founded on the idea that test prep can actually be entertaining and effective. They use unique animations, memorable graphics, plus humorous pop culture references to make your experiences engaging and enjoyable. They're also the only dynamic study plan tool that creates your personalized study plan at the click of a button. Your plan will outline exactly what to study, when, evolve with your busy schedule, and sync to your phone so you can stay on track. They only hire the best instructors to teach for Blueprint. You must score in the 98th percentile or higher on their exam. 
and they turned down over 90% of people who apply to teach for them. So you know you're only getting the best of the best instructors. You get personal analytics after every press test, and their numbers don't lie. They have helped over 50,000 LSAT students and 60,000 MCAT students improve their scores. With a 4.8 Trustpilot score, you know you can trust them. So all of our studious toasters, if you are studying for the LSAT or the MCAT and you want a personalized, effective study plan, check out Blueprint. Blueprint has an incredible contest going on right now where you can win $20,000 towards your law school tuition. Just head to their site if you want to enter to win. Plus, Blueprint has an exclusive offer for Morning Toast listeners. They very rarely offer discounts this this big, but for the first 100 listeners of our show who go to blueprintprep.com and use the promo code TOAST, you will receive 50, uh, 20% off. That's $200 off your LSAT or your MCAT class if you go to blueprintprep.com and use the promo code TOAST. 20% off. That's over $200 off your study plan. Love it. Okay, let's get into Real Houses of Atlanta. first. I love that there was a theme, and I think a lot of times there is a theme. It's like very big, all white, but no, this was like dominatrix, dungeon. It was disgraceful. Like so many, I actually think, even though it pains me because I really, especially after last night's reunion, I can't stand her. Kenya looked amazing. Kenya her looked skin, the best. like she was literally gorgeous. I loved her bun. Her bun was elegant. Her dress was stunning. It was just, it was a look. Yeah. And I don't know if it was good because everyone else looked terrible or it was just like good on its own. Yeah, I think it was good on its own, but then it was also like sinking tides, like raise one ship. Yeah. So the episode was frustrating because I'm very much on Team Portia when it comes to the Bolo thing. It's not, it's, it reminds me of Denise and Brandy. It's not about whether or not Denise and Brandy hooked up. It's not about whether or not Bolo and Portia hooked up. It's the fact that it's nobody's business. It's, it's just... To play Kenya's advocate for a second, um, the difference is if Denise and Brandy hooked up in the house. A, the house when they were, you know, in Santa Barbara. Yeah, and Kenya was like hanging on to that. But the thing is, like, the women had an agreement before that. They took their mics, they sent producers home, they covered all the cameras. Obviously, they didn't do a good job, but they had a mutual understanding amongst everyone that this was off camera. And Portia brought it up. Repeat. Uh, Kenya brought it up repeatedly. The next couple days. Yeah. And I have a lot of respect for Candy because Candy knows exactly what happened and she's not being a gossip girl about it, even though she very well could because it's very clear that she's holding on to what happened between her and Portia four years ago, which I understand because it was insane. But I don't know if she's holding on to it as much as like this just reminds her so much of it. So she's viewing it through that lens, whereas it's not like every decision she made for the last four years was like because of that. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't think so either. But it's obviously that she has trauma from it because it was like a a heinous accusation. That's not something you just forget. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I was just like, I, I could not get on board with Kenya. She's just like so one like she doesn't listen to what anyone's saying she's just like there to get her point across and she's wrong like she's fully wrong yeah I just think in general like I understand her point of like it's a show and that's what we do and we're at work and I yes technically that's right I just like hate when people use that as an argument because it's like but you're still a human being and and even Andy like didn't get on board with that and Andy's the executive producer of the show I feel like yeah I guess it does kind of remind me of Denise and um Brandy Brandy, because it was like Rinna like let's talk about it and it's like we don't need to talk about it no and kind of the whole theme of the episode was like it's a personal matter it shouldn't be on TV and that's like with the prophet like Drew want I mean Toya is so wrong she's so wrong and She's so annoying. And like, she's making Toya like extremely likable. Yes, I know. Even though Toya has been acting like insane the whole season. I agree. Like Drew is such a fucking drama queen. And this is the biggest like 
storyline chasing moment ever. Like nobody cares. This is nothing. And so then it turns out, okay, he's a false prophet. So you, literally you should be thanking Toya because then that false prophet would have blessed your baby. Yeah. It was so stupid. It was so silly. And like the, just the whole thing. I thought it's like, this is where we're even at. With the recording. Like she just did everything. She just woke up and is like, I'm going to make the audience like Toya. The recording was so embarrassing. Like yeah. she, there was nothing there. No, nothing. Not a single morsel of proof. So I just, I thought it was just so silly. Yeah, and you're right. It did make Toya end up being more likable. And I just need an explanation on why Shamia was there. Like, she didn't say one word. No idea. And I guess she's a friend of. But so is Marlo, technically, and so is Toya. Like, and they, they are had, not on the same level. Right, they had such bigger roles. Both of them should have and could have been housewives, like, in yeah. terms of their actual airtime. Do you think Toya will be a housewife next year? It's possible. I, th- I, would, I would like her to yeah. be one. I liked Drew up until this profit thing. So I'm like a little disappointed in her. And I just put together that Drew is in White Chicks. I sent you that picture. Yeah, She plays um, one of the chicks's girlfriend's friend. Friend, yeah. So they show up at that party in the Hamptons. Um, that was iconic. But yeah. also interesting to know she used to be friends with LeBron James. Or she is friends with LeBron James. She, she said he used to. No, she said she's been friends since... It sounded confusing the way she worded it because she meant, I think she meant to say they've been friends since before he was in the NBA. I think she, Or they stopped being friends once he became. I think like they were friends before he was in the a, and then NBA and then like people go drift. and do their own thing. Yeah. Um, so I was like annoyed because I did really like Drew for most of the season and I thought she was right in the whole Toya thing. Toya was being mean to her about the wig. Like I really was on her side, but she totally lost me. Like the dumbest, I can't believe we're like hinging the final part of the reunion on this dumb fucking conversation. Yeah. Oh, and then when she asked everyone to pray, and Kenya was literally like, this is blasphemous. She was right. I agree. It was blasphemous. That was so, like, fake. It was so silly. So silly. And by the way, I'm actually really shocked. Like, Tanya is gone. Yeah. She was, like, it's so obvious. Like, Tanya, Portia, and Bolo, they did it. Like, nobody, I don't even care. But Portia had nothing to lose. She's a single girl. She's a consenting adult, as Andy said. Like, she can do whatever she wants. Tanya was not that free. So I just can't believe, like, actually... Right, but, like, Tanya is the Denise in the situation. Yes, and just like Denise, like, she's bouncing. But I really found Tanya to be so annoying So many when she first came on the scene. Like, when they were in Tokyo with Nini. Like, I just... I did not like Tanya. And she has grown on me so much. I think she's such a nice girl. And I'm really sad that, like, I think this is the end of the road for Tanya on Housewives. Oh, you're sad about it? Yeah. Oh. I ended up really liking her. She really grew on me. Yeah, I just, you got to protect the home your base. real life. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. But she also has like an interesting, there was like stuff there, you know, with like her long-term partner, fiance, that woman from the cookie shop. Like there was just a lot there, but also, we'll never explore it. I just want to say that I'm glad that Marlo and Kenya are still on their path to friendship. I'm not. I know. I just, I think we see it differently. I'm, I'm so, I've been such a big Marlo fan and I'm so upset that she's choosing Kenya over Portia. She will regret that decision. I'm telling I you. I don't think and I don't think she sees it as choosing Kenya over Portia I think she would say that Portia has made it into like her or me but she like I don't think that's true at all I I think she intended to be on good terms with Kenya while still maintaining a friendship with Portia the thing is we're in an interesting crossroads now because like Kenya and Portia both sat next to Andy they're clearly like two of the biggest stars but there's no future for them and it's like the same thing every season like it's just like getting kind of tired and I honestly feel like one of them has to go for like the show to really move forward in a real way. Or they have to find a way to move past their stuff, which I don't which know. Which they is, fake did last season. I like, don't know if it's possible, but like really anything's possible. Yeah, that's true. You know, Danielle Staub and Teresa Judice came back together. Anything is possible. It's so true. 
So it was honestly like a fine season. There was a lot of hype around the Bolo thing. And I think they delivered. But that happened really early on in the season. And everything after that was just like, wah, wah, wah. The false prophet, like, are you kidding me? Yeah. That's when you know. But I think, like, it's part of this, like, 2020 year of content. Yes, Like, I think they were filming, like, during just, like, a rough COVID time. And there was only so much to do. It wasn't as bad as OC, so. Right. That's the bar. That's the bar. The Real Housewives Kids was on. I did not watch it. I fell asleep so early. But I will watch it and give my thoughts at some point. Um... But did you see the Beermans just in Bravo News have been posting a lot online like, don't worry, like we'll be back on your TV soon. Yeah, they're doing something with Peacock called like Beerman Brunch. Is that what you think? That's what Kim posted. No. Kim posted a story saying like, so we'll, we'll be, be back, back on your TV soon. That's it. Beerman Brunch. Where did I read that? I, I, the Beerman Bunch. I think that was just like. Oh, Beerman toast- Bunch. I, I read think it. That was just, I th- so people are suspecting that it's on Peacock and I agree. But I, I don't know it, why they would change the name. I read it as Beerman Brunch, but I guess she was saying the Beerman Bunch. Yes, but why would it be a different name if it's on Peacock? It wouldn't need to be a new name. No, it wouldn't. But maybe it's going to be a new show. Who knows? I'm upset. And I know like nobody they, else is. They want to rebrand. Like, Don't Be Tardy is a little... Tired. Tired. I agree. So if it's a new home, a new show, I, I think it's actually a good idea if they change the name. Yeah, I, I actually think they would do well on Peacock. Mm-hmm. And Peacock, like, of all the streaming services, is just, like, not hitting it at all. Well, I feel like they're in a lull right now just because, like, there's nothing that's, like, so pop. And I feel like HBO Max has, like, everything right now. I love HBO Max. I even watched a little bit because Zach was watching Ellen's Next Big Designer Ellen's huh? Next Top Designer. Ellen has a new show. She's not on it, but it's called Ellen's Next America. She's not on it, but her name is in the title? It's so weird. It has nothing to do with her. It's not her vibe at all. It's like the next designer. What are they designing for? Um, decor, home. Ellen has a line. It's really good, the show. Oh. It's like premium design. Why isn't she on it? I don't know. And I don't know why her name is on it because it makes me like not want to watch it. But Are the they designing is- for her home decor company? No. Zach said that the winner gets $100,000. But what they should get is like a, a line a job. with like a collaboration line with like CB2 or something. Cause, like, no, with Ellen's are- company, ED. It's huge. They sell it at Bed Bath & Beyond. I actually have some of the shit. Like, sure. I didn't even know it was Ellen's. It's sure. just good stuff. The, the prize does not seem worthy huh. of like these people are so talented. The episode I watched, I had to design like a children's. Um, backyard like playground and like but they do it like aesthetically and Mm -hmm. like monkey bars but make them cool right and it was it was really interesting that is so bizarre it's so bizarre but yeah there's nothing there's nothing anchoring peacock like they thought they were going to make their bones on the fact that they have the office and friends or whatever but hbo max has friends never mind and they have the office and like nobody cares um but i do think that the housewives all stars whatever it's going to be called being on peacock like will be good for them but when is that gonna that's not going to be ready for months yeah peacock just like kind of sucks yeah. Of all the, the streaming service launched in the last year, I think it's probably like the least successful in my no, mind. I don't think Besides so. Besides Quibi. Why? It's bigger. I it's, just think there's highs and lows. Like, it, it, just because you're not watching something on Peacock right now, like you just have forgotten about it, which I feel all the way, like all the time about some of the things that I subscribe like, to. Like, I guess, but I really, I use all of my subscription services for different things. Like, and I've, I, I watched when Peacock started. What about Friends? On HBO Max. Oh. That's what I use HBO Max for. Now I'm watching Big Shot Hulu. I'm watching The Bold Type. Disney Plus, like I do when I have a movie night with Ben. Like everything serves, when something gets trending on Netflix, I, like everything serves a purpose. Peacock doesn't fit in there. I'm curious if I'm the only one. Like I just know. watched the Downton movie on Peacock. Um, um, I think that Yellowstone was on Peacock. Oh, okay. So I don't know. I, just, I watched NYC Prep like when I first got Peacock and it was just like not enough to keep me, even though it was really good. <laughs> 
LOL. Um, so that's our show, correct? Yep, that's our show. Nobody else's. Don't, Don't get, get it twisted. twisted. Ooh, jinx. Um, okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, The Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us The Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you have an amazing day, you guys. We will see you tomorrow. Goodbye. 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 Good